Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. Anyway, so I get this guy out of the kitchen. He comes back, walks out, you know, just normal, walks out having conversation. He's maybe slurring his words a little bit. Hey, officer, what's going on type of stuff. And I'm just like, I put him through fields. He does okay. But then I BAC him. I get his blood results back. He's a point four three. has to be a mistake. Yeah. No, was it I don't a mistake? Think it was. No, that would have been no. blood work. Yeah. And, What's and I'm telling you. Blood? What's normal for blood? I would have to say, well, the, the highest limit that the state of Pennsylvania considers is point one six. Okay. Yeah, so this guy... And and the and the legal limit for driving is 0. 0.08. So if you're over 0. 0.08 BAC, like you're the, the state considers you DUI. You know, yeah, this yeah. guy was a 0. 0.4. Jesus you know? Christ! Yeah, and well, he's he sitting just there snorting moonshine or something. <laughs> God, he's, he's a professional. He's a he's a career alcoholic. You know, like yeah. he he goes to he goes to bed over the legal limit. He gets up in the morning and like he brushes his teeth with with a shot of booze. So, you know, oh my God. the idea yeah, is yeah. that. You go to the DMV intoxicated. You take your driver's license test with a BAC. If you pass, you now have, instead of a 0.08, you know, I passed with a a 0.12. And so (laughs) it now reflects on my license and you now have a new legal limit. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. That guy, other than the major accident, but you know, he probably could drive safely at a, at a three six. And we know? also don't but, know if yeah. it was his fault either. Could yeah, that guy probably True. stopped short. True. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, the amazing Jamie Iglesias, and our guest today is the one and only Jared Quartz. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram at Work Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on the Twitter and the TikTok at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives.gmail.com. And please like, subscribe, so we keep bringing you this sweet, sweet content. J-Dub, how we doing? Bye-bye. Ooh, I'm feeling good on a Tuesday. Feeling good on a Tuesday. Very nice. Jamey, how art thou? I'm doing great. Just enjoying my day off of work. Ooh, well, speaking of days off of work. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in societies. Working Perspectives. Exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. Your day can transform while we inform. Share it. 
on the show today. J-Dub, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say, let me tell you, let <laughs> me tell you, let me tell you a little bit about our guest today, Jared Kors. I haven't thrown that one out there in a while. I haven't had one of those. I haven't had a let me tell you in a while. I haven't done a let me tell you in a while. <laughs> Let but, me tell you, at the beginning, I used to be like, you'd be like, let me tell you, like, the fuck it? Who's, who's, who's. <laughs> I'd mumble under my breath when you would let me tell me previously. But no, I appreciate your let me tell me's. I oh, appreciate you. Let pal. me tell you that I am okay with you telling me about the letting of the telling and the me telling of the letting. Wow. Well, uncipher that, please. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> either way, on the show today, we have Jared Quartz. Jared Quartz is the host, co-host of The Crew show it's a podcast we'll have a link in the description of this episode uh he's also a police officer and he's a friend of mine from the henzo gracie pa academy super excited to get another henzo gracie guy on the show so jared super excited to have you on thanks for being on but before we get started i would just like to ask what movie do you think is better the godfather part one or the godfather part two i would have to say the godfather part one yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you were such a nice guy originals are always the best you know in most cases in most cases i would agree with you but even a garbage can gets a steak pal all right Fair all enough. right Fair enough. all right what about cheetos crunchy or puffed uh crunchy man we OG, a... baby oh uh, crunchy is the only way to go i'll tell you that's right we had you wouldn't believe the puffissants we had on this show we asked, <laughs> we asked this question probably 50 times before someone said puffed. And yeah. then people said puff for like a year. It was for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brought me down. <laughs> yep. And then now I we're climbed back. the puff mountain and I turned around. Yeah, you sure did, pal. You're you're puffed out, buddy. Uh, What about pancakes? people are too soft nowadays, Matt? Oh, yeah, to- totally. <laughs> what about uh, pancakes or waffles? Uh, waffles. I like Ooh. a good Belgian waffle over oh, a pancake. The best, dude. A good mm-hmm. Belgian. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. That's a tough decision, though. <clears throat> it is tough. Sometimes is. you want a flapjack, right, Jane? Yeah, yeah. It just depends on what you're in the mood for. Yeah. I mean, I love a good flapjack just as much as the next guy. But, dude, if I had a pancakes preference. Pancakes are usually such a letdown for me, though, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> what do you mean? You, I would. You what you ask for when you order pancakes? I I would love to. Like, I want to go to a place. I want to find a place that's supposed to have the best pancakes in the world, right? Because I'll tell you, I'll go to a place that has the best pancakes in the world. I'll try those pancakes, and every time I'll say, "I wish I would have had a waffle." All right, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm right there with you, dude. I agree. I agree. You know? That's what I, I mean. You know, eventually we'll get there. We'll do a we'll do a show road trip when we go to New York. We'll look for the best pancake place up there, and we'll get. Please invite in. me. Yeah. I'll come best with you. Best diner. Yeah, we're going. I mean, we're going to do a recording in New York in late June with a friend of ours and owner of the Cutting Room, Steve Walters. He's a great dude, great guy. Um, but okay, let's keep let's it going. Do it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's good. you're gonna love it. So okay. So uh, then after that, what about, fuck, what comes after? Oh, th- uh, when it comes to it, you like a amusement park or a water park? Ooh, good one. Um, I think I'm leaning towards water park. Matt. Wow. Yeah, you wow. still get the excitement. You still get the dopamine rush and the adrenaline rush. But, you know, you, you get, get to get cool off, sickness. too. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I get more motion sickness on roller coasters than no, I do. That's, on, yeah, uh, that's I'm a know? water park guy. Same. I get yeah. the Lord took from me roller coasters at the age of like 24. I agree. So, uh, probably about the same age. Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. why? What do you mean? I it used to them? love them. I used to ride them. I used to be able to ride the Gravitron. Loved it. And then yeah. one like day a Gravitron? I just, 
Gravitron spunk all crazy and you could like stay inside like yeah, yeah and you could go upside it. down i could go upside down in the gravitron yeah. i used to ride the teacups and then one time uh, with my uncle we were on like the teacup <clears throat> that spins and then you could spin your own yeah remember yeah. that mm-hmm. and yeah. he was whipping, whipping. that thing yeah. and i got off i threw up and ever since then i get motion sickness Wow. Sounds familiar. Yeah. I think I had a similar experience. Yeah. Wow. And now, uh, yeah, the Lord took roller coasters. He took milk away. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. He's an unforgiving. Do you know that one <laughs> ride too, where it's like, uh, it's like a hat. It's like almost like a half shell. And it's like, it like teeters back and forth. Like it goes around in a circle oh, the, uh, and you're on a circle. The pirate ship? No, no, yeah, no. It's like using the Viking ship or the, it just swings. No, no, no. I know what that one is. Matt? Right. But there's another oh. one where you sit in it. Right. And it's like you and another person and you're in like a, like a half shell and it'll rotate around like the, the, it's on a circle track. And then it also goes around in a circle. I forget what it's called. But either way. Oh, God damn. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, mm-hmm. I, t- I took my two and a half year old daughter on it. And that was a mistake. <laughs> is it like in the shape of a bear or like is it always like themed nah, or something i mean you know the one we went oh. on was like shark theme but there was no it wasn't in the shape of a shark i don't know i think it's oh. called like a tilter whirl or something like that but oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. dude the long ship though Here you are the, trying to be a good dad yeah 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 i took her on the teacups <laughs> and she was fine i thought all right let's juice this up go on the tilter whirl no, not a good idea yeah you had to but, pay for it yeah, yeah, yeah. get crazy and put you in one of those paintball suits so then okay so uh what about bill murray or chevy chase bill murray all the way all the way no one likes chase over murray justin yeah i stopped i stopped liking chase probably probably after geez what movie was it probably after national lands national lampoons you know bill murray i I still think he has staying power yeah i mean he's bill fucking murray yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah, and then I do. I mean, too. I mean, cops and Robertsons probably did it in for me for Chase. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, I forgot about that one. You're right. You think you would remember that one, being that you're in the profession, but whatever. You would think so. Yeah, <laughs> that was Jack Palance, right? Jack Palance. The, that's yes, right. Gotcha, I'm surprised gotcha. you know that name. Oh yeah, baby. Love Jack Palance. <laughs> city Slickers. That's what I was just gonna say. City Slickers. <laughs> yeah. Justin, you know who Jack Palance is? I thought you didn't have a dad. <laughs> I don't have a dad, but Jack Palance is filled a bit. No, I didn't know his name, but as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that, Matt, because the only reason I know Jack, I shouldn't say the only reason, but the main reason I know Jack Palance is because of my father. Same. From from what was the name of the, God, it's like the first cowboy movie. I think it's like Western. Yeah. Troy or something or Luke or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Kale or Shale or Shane. Shane is the name of the movie. Great flick. Mm -hmm. But Pounce yeah. was the bad guy in Shane. Yeah, yeah. He was, and he was a good bad guy. And then I remember when Great. City Slickers came out, and my dad's like, that's Jack Palance. I'm like, yeah, who the hell same. is that? And then he had to take me on this whole long journey of who this actor was, you know? Yep. It's all about, it's all, it's, I mean, it's just part of having a father, something Justin will never know, you know? <laughs> It is what it is. It is what it is. Actually, uh, when I was really. Sorry, Justin. Young, <laughs> yeah. I have so many. I, I know what it's like that father. I've got a, a biological, an adopted, a step. But none of them ever loved you. But hey, either no. way. They're all just, just a bunch kidding. Of empty. 
<laughs> I went to uh now now I'm Justin's father and it's great and I love him. I love there him you like go. a son. You adopted him, yeah. Yeah. Uh but no, I uh I mean it's only because I sleep with his mom. But either way, <laughs> just kidding. You, you you've also punched me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. But uh no, I actually met Jack Pounce when I was real I was like four years old. But we were going to a oh, zoo. Shit. Yeah, I live. We I lived in California until I was seven. We lived in Simi Valley, and we were going to a zoo. I think it might have been the San Diego Zoo or something like that. And when we were going into the zoo, he was like walking there, and my dad saw him. Was like, "Oh, fucking Jack Balance," you know. So nice. And he's like, "Jack Balance, come say hi to my kids. I got four of them. <laughs> You're gonna meet all of my kids. <laughs> Fuck up." Yeah. So, all right. Either way, this is the uh, the next question is probably the most important question you'll ever be asked, and it's gonna mm-hmm. decide the person you are. Okay. When it comes to eating wings, are you drums or are you flat? Hmm. I would say for sheer convenience, probably drums. But you know, but uh, drums needed to win there, pal. I'm (laughs) I'm kind of win. I'm kind of right down the middle though. You know, yeah. like the flats are good if you twist the uh, the one small bone out of it, and you just go and just rip the whole thing out. Yep. You know. Wow! Wow! I didn't know they were communists. <laughs> the uh, but then when you do that, you get like all the fat and gross stuff, and it's all well, like yeah, mush. It's, you're going all it's in. Mush. It's mush. <laughs> It's, there's no there's I mean, no texture. It's that's that's there's the whole wing eating experience. Yeah, there's all know. kinds of gross stuff on the drum. I mean, but if I bite know, into like one thing, I'm done. I can't even eat anymore. You know what's the most <laughs> disgusting thing? Have you ever had a McDonald's chicken nugget that had like a vein in it? Yes. Oh, I've had, I've had a chicken nugget that's had a bone in it before too. <laughs> At McDonald's. At McDonald's, yeah. yeah. Are you sure it was a bone? I'm pretty sure. Well, at least I hope it was. It could have been like a deep fried freaking uh, band aid or some shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Could have been literally anything. Man, dude, that's why uh, Chick fil A, best ever. Shout out, fan of the show. Oh, boom. The show. Love Chick fil A. Boom. Boom. Nice. All right. So let's keep it moving. So, like we said, the crew show. You're hosting The Crew Show. It's available on all podcast platforms and YouTube at The Crew Show. You're also on Instagram. We're going to have links to to all the... We're going to have links in the description of this episode to all your stuff for The Crew Show. Uh, Let us know. What do you got going on on The Crew Show? Right now, we're kind of taking a small hiatus. Uh, My brother... Yeah, my brother's going through some health stuff right now. So we're we're waiting until he gets that all worked out. And then uh, then we're we're planning on getting back to it. Yeah, yeah. He's doing good. He's fighting hard, you know? Yeah. and then our, my, our other our other host Matt, he lives out in California. He's always got he's always hustling, got stuff going yeah, on out there. Yeah. So it's hard it's hard getting everybody together at the same time, especially me being in Pennsylvania. Yeah. My brother lives in Arizona, and then my other co host Matt lives in California. So Jeez. trying to get us all on the same timeline is uh, is sometimes next to impossible. But uh, when we when we when we do make it happen, it's usually pretty. Uh, there's gold there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Justin. You had a question. There's gold in those hills. No, so it's uh the crew is uh your brother and Matt. Matt's a what a friend growing up or Matt yeah from- yeah we met we met Matt back in uh, high school back in Central Bucks West. Um, he was a friend friend of a friend's, and when we all used to hang out together uh, back at my house. We, we came up with like a, a group name, I guess, like, yo, we're going over to Jared's house for crew parties on Friday nights, you know, uh, and then, you know, fast, yeah, fast forward 20 years later when we decided to all get a podcast because Matt had actually he had a previous podcast before 
And, um, and then we kind of got into it, me and my brother. And then we decided what the, what the name it was the crew show, because that was the name of our old group back in the day. So it's kind of got some sentimental value. Dude, I'll tell you one thing. Kids don't realize how big gangs were back in the day. Everybody (laughs) and their mother wanted to be in a gang and you're starting gangs and you're getting into gangs. And it's all about the gang, babe. It's a sense of community. It is of, of loyalty and friendship, people you can depend upon. It takes mm, a that's right. Mm, it takes a gang. That's right. Gang is the coolest. It's what's the coolest. everybody. What's everybody similar interest between you and your brother? Uh three years. Are three you the years. older or younger? I'm the younger brother. Yeah, I am 41. My brother is 44. So okay. yeah, nice. nice. So what are you guys talking about on the crew show? Uh well, my my co-host Matt, he's a comedian, so we try nice. to mix in the, the comedy stuff. Sure. We talk a lot about current events and entertainment and music. We're like we're all musicians, so cool. there's usually like a lot of music talk and stuff like that. You know, what instruments do you play? Um, I started playing drums when I was in junior high. Um, okay. I did that for about four or five years, and then uh, the band that I was in back then needed a vocalist, so I was like, ah, I'll give that a shot. And so I've been singing ever since so i guess it's been about 15 years of singing and then i picked up uh guitar about five years ago that's awesome i've always wanted to be naturally good at music oh but i suck i I can never (laughs) but my parents would never i always wanted to do drums my parents would never buy me a drum set i'm so so with you i always wanted to be able to play i i think i'm tone deaf but i always wanted to be able to play an instrument i.e the piano would love oh yeah when i matt, was little it was violin or piano yeah i don't think you're tone deaf matt when you hit the uh the twitter <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's i mean but that's all i got though you know i have, yeah, a, I have a, those two notes <laughs> i have a vocal range right but no you know i can't strum a little you know whatever i fall apart there but gotcha. yeah nice okay so it's you and your buddies you're talking comedy you're talking music and you're just kicking it old school like the crew right that's right Mm-hmm. Dude, I'll tell you, that is the best, man. Everybody, I mean, everyone was in a gang growing up. Jane, were you ever in a gang? No way. Oh, you know what? There was like a small period of time when I was like really into Lil Wayne. So mm. I'd like wear red for <laughs> bloods. <laughs> I had a band. Wow. Band a you would have been right in on the bloods. <laughs> it was a fashion Ooh. statement. That's all. <laughs> man, Gotta represent. I, I've yeah. literally been in gangs my entire life. I, yeah. uh, yeah, first gang, I was eight, and it was the Bad Boys on the Block, right? And then the Bad Boys on the Block mer- merged with the Bulldogs, right? And then we expanded <laughs> to the Creekside Kids, right? And then we were the <laughs> Burrow Boys, and then that turned into the Confederation of Four Street Park Natives, which I am still into this day, because once you're Four Street, you're Four Street for life. And that's just how it goes, right? <laughs> was that like one group of people just changing their name or different groups of people? Pretty much, yeah. It's one group of people that kind of expanded and added members throughout the years. And then, you know, once it reached maximum occupancy of like 30 people, then we we're like, look, we need... Oh, significant. Oh, dude, it was like a whole neighborhood. Neighborhood Damn. of probably the best... And this was all in Lansdale, most right? Most talented. Uh, just, we're not on the all of Lansdale. It's only the 4th Street side, 4th Street Park neighborhood. Uh, gotcha. Because mm-hmm. we're not dealing with those White Road scumbags or those West 3rd idiots. You know what I'm saying? Or <laughs> Penn Street. No one's going near Penn Street. Penn Street is back <laughs> But, yeah. So that's uh, that's what we got going. You know? That's hey, that's life, man. That's life. Gangs. I'm being gang life all life. You know? Gang, what gang. are you going to do? That's right. Gang. Gangster. So, nice. Thug life. 
So let's talk a little about you, Jared. So, Jared, uh, where did you grow? Where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Yeah, I uh, I was born in um, I was born in Sellersville, nice. uh, the Grandview. And then um, I originally my parents originally had a house in Lansdale, ironically. Ooh, land of the free and of the brave. Uh, nice. So mm-hmm. you grew up in land. So you're born in Sellersville. Parents had a house in Lansdale. But where did you do your yeah. growing up primarily? Uh, yeah. Then after that, we moved out of Lansdale when I was in kindergarten. I started kindergarten in New Britain, Doylestown area. Hard and I Britain. spent about 20 years there. Yeah. Until my parents nice. separated. School at all or no? No, no. I went to uh, I went to Doyle Elementary and then I went to Lenape Middle School and then uh, to and Central Bucks West. Nice. Yeah. Justin, what were you mm-hmm. going to ask? Jamie, are your parents? <clears throat> Excuse me. Jamie, are your parents divorced? No, they're still together. What's uh? And they What's love 20, her. What were you, 20, 21? How old were you when your parents got divorced? Me? No, um, J- Jared. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was, Um, I guess I was about 23, 24 All right. at the time. What's that so you're like? a little older. Yeah. What's that like? Yeah, what's the 20? Because, I mean, at that point, you didn't, did you still live with them at that point? Yeah, I still live with my mom at the time. So, um, like, yeah, it was weird. Out. You know what's tough is yeah. like. Cause my dad left when I was 15. He had like, they had like split up before and got back together. My parents, but my dad left when I was 15. So I was old enough to see like it happening. Right. But I I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I was still 15, but when you're 23, you're old enough to see it happening. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, or like called it years before, like I was, I was six. So, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I was like, what's happening? (laughs) Whereas if you're 20, I'm, I'm sure part of you is like, like, all right, this was four years too late. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the the biggest thing for me, I mean, I guess I was, you know, I was working full time. I was kind of, I was kind of doing my own thing at the time. I, you know, I was, I was, I was never home, you know, I was always out playing music or out working and stuff, but where I really noticed the difference was with my, my younger siblings. That's where it really hit them hard, you know, Mm -hmm. like, but with me, it was just kind of like, Hey, you know, like I kind of saw this coming down the pike for a while, but like for my two sisters, it was, it was a real big adjustment for them. You know, they were both in college or one was in college. Another one was kind of figuring out what she was trying to do. And I think that, I think that the younger one handled it better than my older sister, but I mean, still it was, uh, for me, at least I was just like, all right, you know, it's just another chapter that's closing in my life. You know, how many, how many siblings do you have? I have an older brother and then I have two, uh, younger sisters and we have a couple fosters in there too. Oh, nice. Cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Damn, you had a yeah, packed yeah. house then, huh? Oh, uh, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was always crazy. Did Everybody do... was like, Hey, we're going to the courts family house. <laughs> yeah. Did you do foster... a party? Did they do foster kids before? Like how, like how old were you when you guys had foster kids? When foster kids I came? was, let me think here. I was probably about 10 years old, I guess. Uh, 11 years. No, maybe about 12 when we first, when we got our first foster she was she was about 15 when she came in and yeah. uh and you were yeah, 12 like, i was about 12 yeah mm-hmm. did you guys get along yeah yeah we got along great oh wait, i'm, I'm actually hot <laughs> you were probably like Mom, you did you bang her no no i didn't i didn't no no, no. eventually dude eventually like after living like together like that you're like i wouldn't go near her you know what i mean because like yeah women are disgusting you're well, disgusting, that's the thing, Jamie. It's like, it, it, like after a while, <laughs> yeah. it's like I just accepted her as a part of the family. You know, right, it was right. like it would 
like I'm sleeping with my sister, which would yeah. be really fucking weird. But like, <laughs> in the concept of like being 13 and right. then just bring in a, a 17 year old girl. Into yeah, 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 yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you're like, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Is this Pornhub come to life? Yeah, What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Why did your parents want to foster kids? Um, because she was uh, like the she kids was... we have fucking suck. <laughs> so we're gonna buy some it. new ones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> These kids suck. We need more. Yeah. No. So she was uh, she was kind of like a friend of a friend, oh, you I know. See. Um, and so she came and she had a real uh, a really bad girl yeah, yeah. story, you know, of yeah. her past and whatnot. So yeah. my mom, my mom wants to save the world. She still does, you know, like she God would take it. it if you come and say, hey, I need a place to live. She'd be like, come on, live with me, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was the way my mom was. We brought her in, and and she's doing great. She's, you know, I everybody mean, that my mom raised does great eventually. She, she probably, <laughs> dude, she probably saved that girl's life, bro. You know oh, absolutely, I mean? yeah, yeah. I would, I would agree with that. My absolutely. mom would do that too. Like, there's people that stayed at our house, like never like fostered, but like friends of ours that you know they had to get their parents got kicked out of their place. They got to stay at our place, or like you know what I mean. Like they're having trouble with their family. They can stay at our place for a little bit. You know who else was like that? Pete, Pete McCormick's family was like that too. Like they would let people stay there. You know what I mean? Like they were just cool. Like, you know, like, Hey, like, you know, you can hang out here and do the thing. Go ahead, Justin. I have a, I have a brother like that. He's uh 10 years younger than me, but he was, he was the neighbor's kid and the neighbor sucked. And then my dad was just like, Hey, how about you live here? Mm. And he was like, okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and they gave him a nice. room and stuff and now i technically have seven brothers yeah that's, Damn, you that's go. how many brothers you have no girls oh my yeah. God, that's a lot of siblings <laughs> period yeah sounds like I... a lot of abuse too <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just seven yeah. punching bags for the old man to go ham on yeah <laughs> yeah so okay so you're you're growing up you're doing your thing uh you know what would you're you're living in your family that is kind of a cool experience of getting like the foster family and just more unique yeah, people coming in and also it gives you like a perspective of like yeah shit might be bad at our house but it ain't fucking that bad you know what i mean in right. comparison shit ain't that bad i remember like getting a lot of perspective that way where it's like you know if we had like cousins or something that got evicted out of their house like i might not like my parents that much but mm-hmm. at least you know at least we ain't getting evicted you know the perfect <laughs> but, way of saying it absolutely yeah. man yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You might argue with your parents, but you know, at least there's food power. and clothing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we even got yeah. a family computer. You know, what fuck <laughs> doing it? So, yeah, yeah. Uh so okay, so you're doing your thing, right? What uh what was your first job? Or actually, what kind of sports were you getting into as a kid? Oh uh, yeah, sports as a kid. Um, you know, when I was younger in like elementary school, I did like the typical stuff, like you know, uh, I did wrestling, I did nice. baseball. Stuff nice. like that. Um, nice. And then when I got into junior high, my brother got into motocross and supercross, oh, dirt bikes shit. and stuff like that. Yeah. Bro. So, yeah. Yeah. So I looked up to my brother a lot. And uh, as soon as I started on dirt bikes. three years older than you? Yeah, he's three years older than yeah, me. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so about in uh, junior high, or like late elementary school, early junior high, like we started riding dirt bikes, eventually riding dirt bikes, panned into mm-hmm. racing dirt bikes. And Ooh. then it's, it was just a big snowball effect. That's pretty much all Ooh. we were for the longest time. Like yeah. everybody knew my family and knew me and my brothers is like, Oh, those are the racer guys. Or those there's are the, the dirt, dirt bike bikers. Kids. Yeah. There's yeah, a yeah. Dirt bag dirt bikers. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And all my fucking neighbors knew, knew us for like our dirt bikes. <laughs> it was like, Monday through Friday. Oh, <laughs> just yeah. out there fucking ripping around and shit, you know? Dude, 
Dude, I'll tell you, well, uh, you know Mike Johnson from the gym, right? Yeah. Mike mm-hmm. Johnson. Mm-hmm. So we yep. had him on the show, and he was big into motocross, too. And, and oh, no shit. Stuff. Oh, yeah, big time. And mm-hmm. he, he, I think he was sponsored, too. But uh, either oh, way, wow. his, he said his dad had a great saying. Right. Where he's like, you might he's like, you might like this now, but one day we're going to find out if you love it. Right. (laughs) And that day came and he broke like everything. Right. Yeah. So and he, you know, he was telling us all about it. So did you have a day where you you learned if you loved it or not? (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's funny you say that. I mean, um, I was. Jeez, how old was I? I guess I was about 12 or 13. Yeah. And uh, we had, so my house that I grew up at, we had 10 acres. It was an old horse oh, farm. Nice. And uh, once we, my mom got rid of the horses, my my dad was an excavator. So I was like, dad, like me and my brother were like, bring the backhoe home. We're going to build some jumps in the back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So he, brought, yeah. he came home. We, we built, we built this track in the back of my house. So nice. fast forward a couple of years, I'm 13 years old. I'm, I'm doing these jumps in the back and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Berms and, and all that. A little berms. 125. What do you got? Uh, yeah. At the time I had a 125. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was two stroke, 125. Oh, yeah. Like screaming. Ah. Rip your fucking eardrums out. You know, <laughs> Dude, were, were you able to work on the bikes and stuff like that too? Like, did you learn the mechanics of it at all? I learned, I learned the basics. My brother was the mechanic. My brother had that engineering brain where he could take shit apart and like, he could just look at it and then put it back together in like the same condition. I love that. Not better. Cause I'll tell you, that's one thing that they said is it's a fucking expensive fucking hobby. Extremely. Cause Josh did it too. Josh Lawler did it too. Right. Ah. Oh yeah. So they were telling us out like, even the traveling for it on a trip, like it just was so much, but so much fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah. okay, so your your dad's got the excavator. You're building jumps in the backyard. Yep. You got your shit going on. You're you're doing a one twenty five. So what mm-hmm. do you got? Yeah. So we're I'm riding in the back after school one day, and yep. I I'm coming up to this double that we had in the back. So you know two two bumps essentially, large large bumps. Anyway, yeah. so we I I did this thing called cross rutting. My my front tire gets put in a rut on the right side. My back tire gets put on a run on a rut on the, on the left side. And I go through the air like that, essentially sideways, you oh. know? Yeah. So I, me, my dumbass, I go to try to break my fall. I stick my leg out to break my fall. So yeah, I have the, into- the total force of the bike and my fat ass and everything coming down on my left leg. <laughs> yeah, it's quite thinking painful. about that. Ow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god! Yeah, dude. No, there was compounds. Yeah, there was no way. Oh yeah, it was compound. Yeah. Did you break your tibia? I broke. I broke my ankle. I shattered my growth plate. Um, I snap. I snapped my. Yeah, my my femur. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Snapped it. What's your fucking femur? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, it was it was pretty atrocious. Did you pass out from the pain? Like or I passed what? out from the pain. The next thing I, I remember was my brother and my, one of our friends was wheeling me down to my house in a wheelbarrow. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, like, it was we, pretty his atrocious. legs over there, mom. We yeah. don't know. Got yeah, most of it. Dude, you yeah. woke up in the like, dude, they're probably hitting every bump. You're like, god yeah. damn it, that's essentially what woke me up was like the bumps and shit. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god, I would have fucked, dude. That even thinking about that, it's like, yeah, yeah. It gives me the yeah. willies. So, <laughs> thankfully enough, thankfully enough, my my leg was still intact, but it was just hanging on barely, you know. Dude, and I then fucking, my mom, oh. my mom took me to the doctor and I had to have reconstructive surgery and everything. I still oh, have three yeah. screws in there now. So, oh yeah. baby, Woo. yeah, yeah, <laughs> Woo. golly, yeah, we found the price dude, you pay. I mean, did, uh, did you get back on the bike after that? Or? I, as soon as, so basically I had reconstructive surgery. Um, I was, I was laid up for a month and then I had to go, I was, I was on a, in a wheelchair for a month and then I was on crutches for a month after that. Yeah. And then as soon as I got, I was able to walk, I was back on the bike. Yeah, <laughs> you loved damn, it. Bro. He didn't like it. He loved it. I damn loved right. it, man. Damn right. That's awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah. I wish mm-hmm. I could have got the right. I my couple buddies had dirt bikes and stuff growing up, and same thing. It's like hockey. Like I, I didn't play hockey because my parents were like, "No, yeah. basketball mm-hmm. requires shoes and a ball. Go out there and figure it out." Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If you would have led me on a dirt bike. I'd be dead, but I would have <laughs> loved it. Yeah, that's something I agree. That's something I always wanted to do, like ride the dirt bike and stuff. I do. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I do like riding a bike, and now I feel like a huge pussy. Cause I almost gotten like a bike, like I almost crashed my bike the other day and be careful. Yeah. But it wasn't even close to what he's talking about. Like I barely would have yeah. gotten hurt if I would have <laughs> crashed, you know, like he's like legit, like legs falling off. I would have been like, <laughs> ouch, you know, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but I would have probably cried, you know, cause it probably <laughs> really didn't hurt. You got to ride home and cry. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? But how did you crash your bike? Oh, uh, funny you mention it is that uh, there's like uh, this trail, the the 202 bypass trail, but it goes by, uh, if you take it, it goes up State Road and it'll go to Doylestown, right? And I actually passed your alma mater, CBS High School. But on the way back, I'm going down like this hill and there's a sharp turn. And for some reason, I like looked at my phone. And then by the time I looked up, the turn was there and it was too late for me to turn. So I tried to tried to brake and I like skidded the back tire out and then went off the trail into this like high grass that like stopped me. And I was like, ah, Ah, you're lucky. (laughs) huh? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, come on. I mean, I (laughs) I did. I did uh, get hit by a truck last year. Remember that, Justin? I believe you hit a truck. Whoa, 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 whoa. Was it moving? For insurance purposes, (laughs) for the insurance, we hit each other, pal. All right. It was a 60 40, but I was going down uh, this hill. And when I, while I was going down the hill, uh, there's a light at the bottom of the hill and I had gotten the green, but the guy blew, like tried to beat the, you know what I mean? Like he was going through the, the red light late, you know, like trying to beat it. And we went through the intersection at the same time. And I've like, he just passed, dude, it could have been so much worse now I think, about mm. it. but he just passed me and I braked and like sideswiped, like n- nailed his truck. My yeah. God, did you get hurt? Uh, you know, I got like a couple scratches and it, you know, it was a little sore, but then I ended up getting a skin infection in my leg. Ew. Ooh, Gross. Yep, there was, well, that. that's what they say about riding bikes. It's not a matter of if you fall, it's just a matter of when. Oh, dude, you know. I had one yeah. where I cracked my helmet because I mean that I shouldn't have been out, but there was like this really big ice storm a couple of years ago. And uh I was out riding after the ice storm and I was going down this hill and the bike just like came out from underneath me and I fuck like just planted on my back and I remember my head nailed the cement behind me and like I, when I got up there was a big crack in the helmet. 
My head was okay. Oh, dude, I'll always wear a helmet after that. No shit, man. Oh, bro. Learn that the hard way. But either way, so let's keep it moving. So you're doing dirt bike and all that stuff, wrestling, but let's talk jobs. I want to talk jobs. What was your what was your first job? My first job, I was well, my like I said, my dad was an excavator. Um, you know, he had um excavation machines, backhoes, and stuff like that. So that was my first legit paid job was was being a laborer for my dad, digging in the dirt. Just uh, doing the shit work. Yeah, doing the shit work. You know, he's he would dig a trench. I would get in there with my shovel and you know, digging the mud and scooping shit out, throwing it out of fucking, you know, like eight foot trenches and shit like that, stuff like that. Dude, that's Um, real work, bro. Yeah, yeah. And then my first paid job on the books, I was uh geez, I think I worked at like uh like a toy warehouse, like a oh nice, yeah, like an equivalent to like a uh, like a Toys R Us or something, like a Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah. I was just nice. like happy that I was like, God damn, I'm not standing down in the trench anymore. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You literally <laughs> would do anything after that. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, you name it, I pretty much did everything after that. You know? Nice. And then uh, I worked. Uh, I worked pretty much up up until off and on with my dad up until I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. And then my brother was doing contracting work and. I got into contracting work with him, roofing, siding, windows, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. We started our own roofing business. We oh, did that nice. for yeah, about five years. And then uh he moved to Arizona and then I started doing uh con- construction carpentry work. So did a lot of construction. Right. You do uh fast food? Um come to never, think of it, no, yeah. I've never done any fast food. Or any work. restaurant or <laughs> any uh, yeah, any servers. I, I, or, I was a friendly. server in friendlies for like a summer. Nice. <laughs> Yeesh, that's tough. Yeah. Friendlies is tough. Did you do grocery yeah. store work? No grocery store work. No. Mm-hmm. No. All right. Uh. Nice. All right. We are coming to our favorite segment. It is now time for Jado's questions. Asking some questions. Jado's questions. A new favorite segment. J-Dub's question segment. Uh, you say you're tone deaf. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, I, I didn't say I didn't have the voice of a goddamn god. Uh, uh, but either way, uh, Jared Justin here is going to ask you some questions, and some of them might be okay, some of them might be shit. But either way, right. he's still going to ask them, and hopefully you'll answer. J-Dub, take sure. it away. <laughs> I've got Another sweet privilege to talk to a police officer while not being interrogated by. How about it? <laughs> have you ever pit maneuvered anybody? Whoa! Uh, no, I have. I have dreamed of it, but no, I have never officially. You and I pit both. maneuvered anyone. Did, did Chris <laughs> pit maneuver someone? Yeah, on yeah. on Skipback Pike too. That's yeah. a tight pit. Chris, Chris Paulson. Chris Paulson. Yeah, he was yeah, on the show yeah. a couple weeks ago. That's a Good two dude, lane yeah. pit. Great dude. Um, same question I, I asked Chris. Can I drop your name when I get in trouble? Will that help at all? Yes, you can. Where are you Absolutely. at? Absolutely. Doylestown. Doylestown okay. Township. I don't be up there very often, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're in Central Bucks, you, you can go Doyle, ahead and drop my name. Doylestown lets <laughs> rich whites up there, Justin. They're not letting your scumbag <laughs> ass up there. <laughs> they right stopped there. me right at the 202 bypass. <laughs> yeah, they're like, whoa, 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 buddy. Whoa. Just you're turn it around allowed. there, yeah. pal. Yeah, yeah. You're not allowed in this town, all right? <laughs> What's uh? What's the fastest you, you've uh what's the fastest you've hit in the, the cop car? Um well I used to drive a uh, a Dodge Charger. Oh, so oh bad it's gotten up there. I would say it's probably been probably like 108, 110. Nice. Moving. Yeah. And do you guys have Nas in that thing? No. no. I wish, but Ooh. no. <laughs> a little fast and furious fucking. Dude, that, would, that would be awesome. 
Yeah. Do you have turbo in it? Uh no, no, unfortunately, no. I, I've Crown. I've asked a bunch, but no. Yeah. The old Crown Vicks had superchargers. Some of them did, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty nice what uh so do, do you get to pick your own sidearm no so my uh my sidearm's assigned to me it's 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 whatever they 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 take so we have glock 22s and glock 23s it's essentially the 40 caliber it's a full frame 40 cal um the full mag or the the glock 23 which is the shorter mag does it does it depend on like the precinct you're in will, will determine the weapon you have or is it like a yes. state issue oh really yeah. So each diff, every different like every different police precinct or or township or whatever will be like, yeah. hey, we're uh we're uh you know we're Glocks here and uh, they're uh, Rugers over there yep. and you know mm-hmm. oh, wow. yeah absolutely it, yeah, it's, it's whatever you can get off government bid contract you know like if they can get so you know say we have twenty two officers if they can get you know. 24 because they need a couple extra for like a uh you know a discount so they'll order whatever they can get it at, at government contract so oh wow if you, yeah if you mm-hmm. could pick anything you wanted what would Ooh. you carry yeah you know i'm pretty i'm pretty satisfied with the glock it's yeah, it's a really good gun uh, i'm used right? to it it's dependable it, you know i've qualified with it all the departments that i've worked at worked at have all carried glock so oh, uh, wow. i'm pretty used to it at this point you know I'm, i know how to I know how to make it work. You know? Do you do you uh do you have do you carry a weapon in your personal life? Absolutely. What do you carry? Yes. A Glock. I have a uh I have a Springfield forty five subcompact. Yeah. God damn! You ain't yeah. It's a hand. Around. It's a hand cannon. Hell yeah! <laughs> hey man, dude. I'll tell you the one thing. I mean, I know guns is a hot topic, right? But like mm-hmm. using guns responsibly, there's nothing. Yes. You know, I don't know. That's. I mean. we could yeah we could talk for hours about this i I do trained person you know that knows how to like operate a firearm responsibly yeah can solve a lot of issues i agree also i think too like if you're an adult male in a family right or Mm -hmm. if like whatever you can be in a lesbian relationship but also there can be someone who's in charge of protecting the family right like Mm -hmm. there is it is your job to protect the household Right. Mm-hmm. Like I have a gun in this house and I have a, a toddler essentially in the house. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. And if anything, like I have a gun that both me and if my wife needed to use it, she could use it also. You, you know, go. like that's it's it's important to have that. It sucks that it's something that's ne- necessary. Right. And it's a shame. But it's one of those things where it's like I, I believe at least that it's better to have it and never need it than need it yes. and don't fucking have it. Amen. So, well, uh, Matt, did you go through training to use your gun and stuff? I've no, My gun is essentially the ideal home defense weapon. It's a Mossberg 20-gauge uh, shotgun, pump-action shotgun go. with a mm-hmm. pistol grip handle that, like, I had. I used to have a hunting, a hunting shotgun, as my house defense gun but honestly it was so big i couldn't even like point it in a hallway where mm-hmm. the mossberg it's got a pistol grip which means that it's the, it doesn't have the long barrel at the end and you can hold it real tight where like if you're in a hallway or a stairwell or something like that then it's it's like a lot easier to use than a big old fucking hunting rifle also right. also i have the 20 gauge bird shot where one if someone hears like the, you know, yep. cocking the deterrent. rifle, huge mm-hmm. deterrent there. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. I have birdshot where if you get shot with this thing, it's going to fuck you up, but it won't kill you. 
right? Mm-hmm. It'll put you down. And then also, I'm not getting any innocent bystanders either because it's not going to go through a house, you mm-hmm. know? But it will yes. it will pepper your ass and you will not like it. But you done your research. Yeah, man. Now, you know, help me yeah. out with that. Rich, Rich helped me out a lot with that. There you go. Dude, yeah, like, absolutely. During the pandemic, I was living in the city with my in-laws and essentially like, yeah, my father-in-law's there. But I'm I'm you know, obviously, I would say I'm in charge of protecting this house if something happened. Mm-hmm. And then they had called off the response to small arms crimes during the mm-hmm. pandemic just because it was so much. Right. So I was like, mm-hmm. and like, you know, there was car break-ins and, and all that shit in the neighborhood we were in. I was like, fuck this, man. If someone comes in here, I'm lighting them the fuck up. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not taking a chance with my wife, my kid, my in-laws. Like, it's just not worth it. It's not yeah. worth it. So, and that, and I would have to say that's one possible. thing the pandemic yeah. has done has really wised people up to like what exactly can happen just outside your door, you know? Yeah. And what, what happened for me is like when I became a police officer, it, it really helped me realize, like, I have to say like, before I got into law enforcement, it was like, I kind of lived inside my own bubble. It was like, you know, nothing's going to happen outside of these four walls, you know, yeah. but like yeah. one thing that like, and especially the pandemic that is like, not only can it not happen outside these four walls, but it can happen right next door or it could be, it could be anywhere, you know, like yeah. it could be like, well, I'm going to the grocery store or something. So like yeah. I, I, I subscribe to that same way of thinking I'd rather be prepared and not have to use it than be stuck in one, one out of a million situation where I need it and don't have it. You know Agreed. what I mean? Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Very much agree. Yeah. I Absolutely. think this weekend was the first time in my life that I thought maybe I need to get a gun. Have you ever <laughs> shot a gun, Jamie? No. Well, J- That's Jamie, why I was like, uh, do you have to be trained to do that? Like, I don't No, You can, you Jamie, can if you have a clean record, you can go buy a gun or you can put in to buy a gun. What's well, a clean right? record? Well, like, <laughs> I think. No, I don't have any felonies. Yeah. You can, there you go. You're good. Yeah, you but can go. Is it buy... true that is it true that you can't buy a gun when you have your medical marijuana card? No. No. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't. It's not true in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So well, I, I wouldn't trust myself with a gun and not be trained. Yeah. You know I mean, what? You can just go rent one. Do, yeah, go to Target World. And they'll mm-hmm. and they have they have like you go to any shooting range, they have in, certified instructors there, they have classes, they have everything like that. And they have like women's self-defense also. So they'll teach you like as a woman the best way to use it for like a larger opponent, if that's the case, you know. But James, you mentioned that you wish you had it this weekend. Uh please enlighten us. Justin, <laughs> wait, Justin, do you have any more questions? Um, uh, I just have one more and then we can talk about Jamie needing a firearm. Go ahead. <laughs> But uh, what's the highest BAC you've ever seen? Oh, good question. Um, great, great question, Justin. Yeah, yeah. So um, so before I worked in Doylestown, I worked up in Upper Bucks County, um, Penridge Regional Police. And I responded for a hit and run accident. Um, gentleman, rear guy, gentleman, guy rear ended somebody. Sophisticated on, gentleman. Yeah, yeah. On the road. Yeah. And he gets out. The, the, the driver of the striking vehicle says, I'm late for work. I got to go. <laughs> and he takes off, gets back in his car and takes off. The guy that got hit was smart enough to get the license plate. So he gets the license plate. He gives it to me. I run it. And I find out this guy works at a restaurant right down the road. So I go drive down. I get this guy. He's a restaurant. He's a cook at the restaurant. Meanwhile, his car is like limping. Like he, yeah. I think he drove like on a flat tire and whatnot. He did. Oh, he totaled shit. the other vehicle too. Oh, anyway. Shit. So I get this guy out of the kitchen. He comes back. 
walks out, you know, just normal, walks out having conversation. He's maybe slurring his words a little bit. Hey, officer, what's going on type of stuff. And then I'm just like, I put him through fields. He does okay. But then I BAC him. I get his blood results back. He's a 0.43. Has to be a mistake. Yeah, no, was it I a don't mistake? think it was. No, that would be no. blood work. That's yeah, and, what's and normal I'm telling for you, blood? what's normal for blood? I would have to say, well, the the highest limit that the state of Pennsylvania considers is 0.16. Okay. Yeah, so this guy, and and the and the legal limit for driving is 0.08. So if you're over 0.08 BAC, like you're the, the state considers you DUI. You know, yeah, this yeah. guy was a 0.4. Jesus you know? Christ. Yeah, and well, he's he just there. snorting moonshine or something. God <laughs> he's, damn. He's, He's a professional. He's a he's a career alcoholic. You know, like yeah. he he goes to he goes to bed over the legal limit. He gets up in the morning and like he brushes his teeth with with a shot of booze. So, you know, my God. the idea yeah, is yeah. that you go to the DMV intoxicated. You take your driver's license test with a BAC. If you <laughs> pass, you now have instead of a point oh eight. You know, I passed with a a point one two. And so it now reflects on my license and you now have a new legal limit, you know? There you go. It's just, it's I like fair. that. That guy, other than the major accident, but you know, he probably could drive safely at a, at a three, six. And we know? also don't but, know if yeah. it was his fault either. Could yeah, have been that guy probably True. stopped short. True. Yeah. <laughs> so that was probably the highest I've ever had. And like I said, wow. I was really shocked because, you know, he came out, he was having a normal conversation with me. You wouldn't have like, noticed. Oh, you five didn't notice. A five year yeah. debt. I mean, you mm-hmm. should be dead at, at if you're at five. You're and dead. you said a point yeah. four six. Yeah, it was point four three. Point four three. Holy yeah. shit! I think I'd be yeah. dead. It's almost half your blood is alcohol. Dude, you wouldn't be able to stand. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to. Ki- you wouldn't be able to form a sentence. Yeah. James, no, I know. I don't think. I don't think I can form a sentence after point one. Yeah, no, I don't. I can't either. Yeah, golly, yeah. point four. Know. Jesus, Justin, that was a great question. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so that was J- J-Dub's uh, question segment. Thank you for that, Justin. Uh, we'll get back. If you have more questions, Justin, just save them. So, uh, I'll be here for the rest of the night. Yep, very good. Uh, Jamey, uh, if you could please enlighten us as to what happened that caused you to think, damn, I wish I had a gun. Well, I do a lot of weddings in the city, but yep. this weekend was like in North Philly off a of temple campus. And like, uh, I've, yeah. I've had mm. some, I've, I've had a few negative experiences. With like the 23rd the and diamond area, like around there. Broad and green. Oh, all right. Anyway, right. Um, on my way out of the setup, broad daylight, I was dumb. I was pulling a wagon with my back, my backpack in it. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure some girls tried to rob me, like a group of teenage girls. And then I have to do breakdowns too. So I'm going to the city like middle of the night. And I did one this weekend and almost fought the whole staff. Not that I would have used a gun inside the venue, but it's just like the type of people that are around that area. What like, the fuck? You just gotta be ready for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I feel like that's how it's getting. It's just getting worse and worse, and people are just no, yeah, more brazen. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you train any self-defense, Jamie? No, no. And no. like, and like, if those girls would have taken my bag, I was way too tired to even run after them. No. So like, I don't know what I, I was. I was more mad at myself, I think, because why was I? Why would I think that was a good idea to pull my mm. bag in a wagon? Yeah, yeah. Not nah, you live, you learn. But also, you were tired and all that stuff. Yeah. I would say, I mean, Jared, you probably have the same thought as me as we're uh, as far as like self defense training. Obviously, jujitsu is the great equalizer. Yes, you know what I mean, especially for women. 
especially for women. So, Jamie, if you Mm -hmm. ever are interested in training in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, we can get you in. I will say this, Jared. Uh, Justin has said he'll be in for training, let's say, 15 times. Because how many? Just tell me when to show up. I don't even know where the place is. (laughs) Justin, wow. Wow. Justin, come on in, bud. We'll get you into it. You've been invited Think Give me of a all, time and an address. I'll show think, up. Think of all that we, ha, all the Henzo guys we've had on the show, right? Like we had Don Lyons, Frank Palumbo, John Dorito, uh, Chad Kilhefner, Chad Kilhefner. We Mike Padilla. We, we Mike Padilla has been on the show three goddamn times. We He's had legend. We had Sean Williams. We had, uh, you know, we've recorded with Isaac. We've had Jr. Right, like yeah. All of these guys open it. We had a Henzo Gracie round table on the show. And <laughs> they said, hey, Justin, would love to have you. Come on in anytime. We're going to come to your house pretty soon, Justin. Yeah, yeah let's go. I got a backyard. <laughs> yeah. Wrestle in the grass. Oh, boy. I picked up uh, dog poop today. Nice. So, all right, let's keep it moving then. So, okay. Uh, I do want to ask this real quick before we get into some co-op talk. More co-op mm-hmm. talk. We want some co-op, co-op talk. Co-op. Yep. So... Uh, what job have you had that if it paid enough money, you would still be doing it, right? Like, for instance, uh, damn. I mean, I don't know. I kind of like my job. Now. I'll give you one right now. Go ahead. I used to work in a cold storage facility driving yeah. a forklift. You and loved if it. If it was Cheez-Its and not, you know, negative 20, like if it was 70 degree yeah. driving a forklift, I'd be doing it right now. Yeah. You well, loved mm. it. You loved it. Yeah. So what job would you have that you really like, but it was either just, you know, too strenuous or mm. bad hours or didn't pay enough that you $7 an hour that had it worked out, you would still be doing it to this day. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like a twofold for me. Um, like I said, I did construction for a while and, you know, working outside, working with my hands, uh, in the fresh air, yeah. you know, there's nothing you, you show up in the, it, at the beginning of the job, there's a giant hole in the ground and then you leave and there's a house, you know, yeah. like yeah. super, very, very rewarding job, you know? Yeah. And it was like, if I could keep that going and not take the toll on my body and not have Absolutely. to work out the elements and like the freezing cold or the boiling heat and stuff like that, like yeah. I would, I would do that. I would, I'd love that. On the other yeah. side of it, like, you know, I, I mentioned before that like I'm a musician, like um, you know, I'm an audio, I went to school for audio engineering. So it's like, oh, wow. if I could, if I had a job that like, you know, I could, I can do music from the time that I wake up and just walked in, into my studio with my cup of coffee and like work with music, yeah. work with bands and stuff like that. Yeah. If I can do that and, and make enough money to support me and my family, like that would be, that would be a really rewarding one too. If I can man. keep it going. Hey you man, know? we'll get there one day. Every time we walk into Dick's Sporting Goods, I do this to my girlfriend because they usually have sometimes like a greeter and stuff. I walk in and go, this is one of the biggest dicks I've ever seen. I mean, I've been to a lot of dicks and this is a big dicks. It's clean. This is a big, clean dicks. I, I think I love this dicks. We should come I, to this dicks more often. She's like, will you shut up? <laughs> I would love. She's like, I'm going to leave you for this dicks, you bastard. Uh, but, I would love it if she was like, yeah, I wish your dicks was this big. Uh, <laughs> yeah no i i would love i would love to talk to a dicks like greeter like a you know that's like yeah the first five thousand times i heard someone say that it was great but now it just <laughs> makes me want to kill myself but uh <laughs> all right but let's keep it moving so all right we're gonna talk co-op we're gonna co-op talk so let's do it. you're okay so what were you doing or, so i have a couple questions we'll rip them off one what mm-hmm. were you doing before you became a cop why'd you want to be a cop 
And mm-hmm. what was the process like being a cop? Go. All right. So uh, before oh, I was a cop, yeah. I was a contractor. Um, it was 2008. I got laid off during the uh, the housing market oh, crash. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jamie. Things- just so you know, a contract us contractors, uh, contractors. <laughs> you know, we work with tools and uh, we cut wood and do a lot of things like that. I just yes. want you know that's something. Yeah, as a woman, you Swing might not know us. Us contractors know that stuff though. It's impressive. You know? it's, it's impressive. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, guy. So sorry, I interrupted you. 2008 there market crash. You're in yep. a lot of shit. So what's going on? Yeah. So 2008, 2009, I was on and off work, like wasn't getting much work, stuff like that. I was starting to get really frustrated. And then 2010 came and uh, my wife got pregnant and we bought a house and stuff Mazel. like that. Yeah. So I was and and we're, I was like, look, I can't keep doing this part time work shit. I got to figure something out. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I've always had in the back of my mind do, being being a cop or being a police yeah. officer in the back of my mind yeah. since I was oh, a kid. Yeah. My Same. my uncle, when I was younger, was a police officer. Oh, so nice. can my wife, she said to me, she's like, well, you always want to be a police officer. Why don't you go try that out? You know? So um, in 2010, I got laid off and then I put myself through the police academy. Nice. And um, yeah, put myself through the police academy. And I was one of 30 um, cadets at the time that had a, there was 10 of us when we graduated. That where, had jobs where, was, where was the, where is like the Philadelphia police Academy or no, it was Montgomery County. Oh, nice. Yeah. Through Montgomery County community college, they have their nice. own police Academy. So I enrolled. Nice. Yeah. And then I graduated and I got hired as a part-time police officer in Dublin borough. Dude. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So you're, so Dude, I'm telling you, this is exactly what we're talking about by being protector provider when you have a house, when you have a family. It is your, as a man, I think this, and, you know, I don't know if, you know, but as a man, it's your goddamn job, right? There's no questions about it, right? There's certain things, like, I always felt like the trash, that's a man job, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Putting in doors and and fixing decks, that's a man job. Yeah, that's right. right. You know? (laughs) And protecting the house, that's the man's job, right? I don't care what you say. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. You could be the toughest bitch in the Kill world. The bugs. Yeah. I, you could, yeah, yeah. Killing all the bugs. All yeah. The bugs. And you, and carrying in the groceries, right? Mm-hmm. That's the man's mm-hmm. job. Yep. Oh, yeah. You got to get all the groceries in. But I'll tell you, there's one thing. I mean, you know, you might be the toughest bitch in the world, but if you hear someone breaking in at night, you're going to nudge your husband and be like, hey, go check and see what that noise was. Yeah. You know? Go handle that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's your job. And that's your fucking job. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. okay. So you you go to the, what was the, so you, like, there's a, like a whole kind of like course you can take at Monco that has. Yeah. So there's, okay. uh, I think it was six months was oh, nice. uh, the police academy, if I remember correctly. It might have been shorter nice. than that. But anyway. Yeah, they go through the whole uh, training courses for you know the state requirements to become a certified Pennsylvania State Police or P- Pennsylvania Municipal Police Officer. Dude. So I want, yeah, Act One Twenty certification. I did that, and like I said, I got hired as a part-time officer. Did you have worked- to have like a any pre- like a college education or anything prior to that? Uh no, no, surprisingly okay. no. Back then you didn't have to. Um a lot of the departments around the area are starting to change their requirements now. Now you need like a bachelor's or an associate's yeah. at least, you know. Yeah. Um I had a little bit of college, not much. Like I said, I, I went and got my uh audio engineering degree, yeah. did a few semesters at Bucks and stuff like that, but yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I started working part-time. I did part-time for about four years before I got hired in Doylestown full-time. Nice. So what were you, what, what was part-time like? What they, it's kind of like, you're like a substitute teacher. They just call you when they Dude, need you. Yeah. It, it was absolute bullshit. If I were to have to sum it up because, uh, really? you know, you're, yeah, you're just, you're working your ass off. So at the time I was working part-time at police work. I had my own contracting business and my own, my own, uh, sound business too. So, yeah. you know, one day or one, I would be working night shift from like 6 uh, PM to 6 AM. Yeah. I would have off like an eight hour, I would ha- have eight hours off and then I would have to be, you know, uh, framing a house at, uh, at 7 AM in the morning. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was and just over and over and over again, Damn. you know, and then some days you'd have to go to court to testify and stuff and like trying to keep, uh. keep like me- mentally sharp yeah it's uh it's, That's it's torture tough, dude it was that torture. Is tough i mean is it one of those things though like paying your dues like like all the cops do it or was that not that common <laughs> At the time, that's what I thought. (laughs) But if I were to do it over again, I would tell if anybody was in my shoes back then, I'd say, no, go straight for the fucking the full time position. Don't waste your time with part time work. Nice. You know, I mean, it was good for me at the time because it got my foot in the door. And like I said, I didn't have college education. I didn't have military. So it kind of helped to like pay my dues a little bit. And eventually, like I made a name for myself in the area and I got picked up full time somewhere, you know, so it helped. But if anybody thinks about getting into police work, spend your time, do do your college, you know, and and get that get that paper. That's that really helps a lot. Nice. So your your first assignment, you said was in Dublin, Dublin Barrow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Dublin, I mean, it's like a smaller town, right? Like Mm -hmm. nothing crazy. Like I'll tell you, too, like as a father, right? Like you're a father at this time. You're married. Like you're Mm -hmm. you're kind of like building a, a home and a life. And honestly, like, I know, like, if you're a young guy, like, I want to be where the action is. I want to do it, dude. Mm-hmm. I am like, I'm, I am fucking like, get me as far away from that as possible. Right. <laughs> I want to be the, the, the toughest thing around here is a speeding ticket guy. That's what, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, put me there. I'm not trying to put myself. I've, you got people that depend on you. Adventure, yeah. excitement, a Jedi craves, not these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. I believe me. I used to think that too, that, um, it's like I said before, like before police work, I kind of lived in a little bit of a bubble like, oh, you know, like those city problems don't happen out here. You know, like we don't have drugs. We don't have crime, anything like that. One thing that really helped, and especially working in a small town like Dublin, like yeah, the thing with Dublin, it was kind of like a it was kind of a transient town, like cheap living. You'd get people that live there for like a couple months before you know what they were gone, yeah. you know, and then like so what you get then is like people like they come in, they don't give a shit if they get busted or they do drugs and they get busted for that. Boom. And then they're out. They're out the next week, you know. So like how, and that's what I how come people ahead, leave, how people how come people come and leave so much there? Well, it's like, you know, you'd get somebody from, say, New York. They would come in, they would live for a couple months and they'd be like, all right, now it's time to go somewhere else. Maybe they're they're trying to run out, outrun like a like a bad rap from New York or they're trying oh, to outrun huh. their past or something like that. You know, oh, wow. like I said, you get a, like a lot of a very transient uh, population, like people that like they come in. It's because it's cheap. They'll they'll rent an apartment for maybe a month or two. And then before you know it, they're gone, you know, and like the week before is like, you know, you pop them for, for marijuana possession or, or heroin or whatever. And you're filing charges on them before you know it, you know, you, you have a warrant for them and they're, you, you next know they're living over in California or something like that. So So they're just working their way down to town. Yeah. 
Yeah, Who absolutely. That's fucking annoying. Yeah. And like, you can't really enforce the warrant or whatever if they're not there, right? So it's yeah. kind of just that sucks. Exactly. So it's yeah. like it's just sitting in 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 limbo, you know. But if and they ever like, come back, you can be like, right? oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah quick can you story. extradite someone from a warrant? It really depends. Like uh, anything uh, lower than a felony, it's really hard to extradite yeah. somebody. You know, yeah, there's three levels, three levles of a charge or summary, misdemeanor and a felony. So usually they're not going to extradite somebody from another state unless it's like up at that felony level. You know, yeah. I was in jail um, with a woman who was extradited on from Florida on a 10 year old DUI. That was her story. Oh, wow. That was her yeah. story. So right. you always know. get the basics, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and that she didn't mention that DUI. She murdered three yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. It was a hit and run. Yeah, it was just a DUI. And the shit bodies in the back. Yeah. 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 But yeah, you quick had, story when yeah, I was when I was working when I just got hired in Doylestown. Um, you know, and and you, you think like the most menial thing. Um, you know, I got we got dispatched. I was still on FTO. I was brand new. I was like, you know, kind of green to the area. What does FTO mean? Field training. Okay. So I, I had a field training officer with me. So essentially like your first year of when you get hired at police department, you have to do field training. You have to ride with somebody, you know, they show you the roads, they show you the reporting system, whatnot. Yeah. And they, you know, so while I was going through that process, we got dispatched to a vehicle lockout. So we go to uh, this one local business for a vehicle lockout. You know, you think you pop the guy's door open, you check his ID and then he's on his way, you know? So here, lo and behold, when I'm checking this guy's ID, he's got a fucking felony arrest warrant from California <laughs> for <Whoa>. gun charge. <laughs> why would he call the cops? Yeah, well, that's what I said, you know, like, why the hell are you calling cops when you got this shit under your Break rep, your you window. Know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So here I am. I'm getting dispatched to, like, unlock this guy's door. And here I am arresting for a felony gun charge, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so they're gonna fly him back for I yeah. Mean, they, they, so we arrested yeah. him and they flew him back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is it Delta or Spirit? What kind of uh, what kind of flight? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, with that type of stuff, it's like you get confirmation on the warrant, and and the county calls over to California, and California says, yeah, sure enough, we want them, so arrest them. So that's what we did. Shit. Yeah, that's nuts. And then what? Like nuts? you then you ship them to California. Well, we, we took them to jail. We took them to our, our local jail county lockup mm-hmm. and then the sheriffs and, and the, the correctionals, uh, correctional officers make arrangements to ship them back out to California. Oh, <laughs> that sucks for that sucks guy. For him, right? Whoa. He did that to himself. Dude, when we had, when we had Chad Marks on the show, he talked about like transport in, in the unit, like, mm-hmm. Because I think he had to go like from like uh, somewhere like far, like Buffalo to like Oklahoma or something. Yeah, 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 Mm. yeah, something like that. And dude, he was like, it was fucking torture. And they had like, imagine they had done what's called black box them, where they put Mm. his hands in like a black box. So he couldn't do, he was like, hands and feet, and then just sitting on a plane. Like it already sucks. That's terrible. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God, that's terrible. Plus, too, like they took him, they flew him somewhere, but then he had like a 13 hour drive like that afterwards. He was like, mm, yeah, awful. that sucks. Yeah, yeah. He he told us it was terrible, but hey, he's going to jail. What are you going to do? <laughs> well, yeah, so, I don't okay. feel bad. Yeah. So oh, I did it suck on the way to jail. Of course. <laughs> You're going to a state penitentiary. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it wasn't more comfortable. Yeah. So, uh, real quick, though, we are coming towards the top of time. I do want a couple more co op talks. 
Uh, Jamie, do you have a question for Co-op Talk? Um, no. We'll come, we'll come back. We'll come back to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Jada, what do you got for Co-op Talk? Oh man, how do you feel about the hat? You like the hat? You feel cool in the I hat? Hate the hat. <laughs> You like the actually, hat? No, no. Actually, I have the like the Philly Crush hat. So Wait, it's you not don't have too the, bad. Are you a state police officer? No, nah, I'm a local municipal. Oh, what I thought is, you were. I thought you had the Mountie hat with the. No, the no, Philly the Great God's hat. hat. Yeah, you you've got the uh, the black brim blue cap. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's classic. nice and skinny. It's nice and skinny looking. I used to have my. So my uncle was a Philadelphia cop for 25 years. And I mm-hmm. had one of his hats when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. I, over the years, had lost it. it, had, it I mean, the old ones from the 80s had like that pocket in the top. Mm-hmm. Yes. Had like a secret pocket in there. I loved right. it. And I, I had lost it. I still have his baton. Nice. His yeah, collector's stick? items. Yeah. Those, dude, those nightsticks, they are. You don't realize it. Those things are. They're solid. Lethal. Yeah. 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 And you can hold mm-hmm. them all the different ways and stuff. Yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. the, the way you, they, there's a couple different choke out styles using the corner of the stick. Um, <laughs> so I know the story about this guy who, um, the police, um, how do I put this, inserted the nightstick into him. <laughs> and then he sued the police department and he won $9 million. As you do. But, oy, uh, oy. I mean, if you've ever seen the nightstick, it's 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 a girthy nightstick. So to get back to your question, we, we have the Philly crush hat. It's, it's night, it sits slow on my head and it's nice and skinny. So the older I get and the less hair that I have up here, the more I, I don't mind the hat so much. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Perks to every job, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. What else you got, Justin? Um. So you've got your, you have the, like the shotgun up, up front with you? Uh, I have a patrol rifle or a long gun, AR-15, whatever you want to call it. Does that stay in the back or do they still have it like up? Remember they used to have it like up front in between the two yeah. car seats? Yeah, yeah, we still have those. Yeah, yeah. We used to have them in the back, in the trunk, in like a secure locker in the back, but we've since moved them up front. And yeah, they're up in the cab with us. Do you carry uh, spike strips like with you? How's yep. that? Yeah, I carry spike strips. Have yeah. you ever spike mm-hmm. stripped anyone? I have not. <laughs> we got to get you, <laughs> it you, is, get you uh, pit maneuvering. We got to get you tell spike me about stripping. It. Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so I believe that's one thing I definitely want to do one day is uh, hopefully I get the spike strip somebody. If, even if it's myself, I'll, I'll do you it. Are. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Than, Fingers crossed. You're more than welcome to not answer this question, but have you discharged your weapon? Um, at animals. Oh, uh, out of mercy or out of like mercy. Uh, Mercy, okay. yeah. Oh, so, like it's like a roadkill situation. Yeah, kind of like deer. Yeah, like struck deer, struck raccoons, fox, uh, possum stuff. Oh, like that. that's yeah. tough because they're just yeah, in yeah, misery. And they are. Like, they're in total misery. You yeah, know? yeah. that's yeah. the that's the fastest way. Yeah, you still have to write the report, even if you still have to write the report. You have to write a weapons <laughs> yeah. discharge report. You're like yeah. this fucking mm-hmm. cop. This fucking yeah. fox cost me five fucking paperwork. <laughs> God, I had to put three in them. You know, he wouldn't stop wiggling. <laughs> Damn, that's plus two. Like, if they get hit and they're bleeding in the gut internally, they're just gonna yeah. slow death of yeah. misery. Yeah, you're doing, you are yeah. doing you're doing the right thing there. That's tough, yeah. but the paperwork mm-hmm. for that's gotta suck. It plus, is. Well, it's true. If you guys ever heard that, ninety percent of police work is paperwork. It's pretty true. Yeah, <laughs> it's I pretty accurate. <laughs> Even now, in like the electronic age, is it more tablets and stuff, or is it still like? 
fill out this form and file this form and put in this form. Well, yeah, more it's 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 all electronic, but it's still yeah. like it's it's different electronic forms that you have to do. Well, yeah, it has to be inputted. Mm-hmm. Would you uh any consideration of being like a motorcycle cop? Um, uh, yes. Motocross background. Yeah, yeah. Believe me, I've I've crossed that. Uh, not to go jump back here, but my biological father was killed on a motorcycle. So I try to stay away from the street bikes okay. as much as yeah. I can. You know? <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah, not to bring the mood down. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, yeah. I get, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that another time. But uh, yeah. mm-hmm. nice. So, all right, Justin, more co-op talk. I mean, we could, so uh, do you have to tell people you're a cop? Or are you allowed to lie to them? <laughs> No, nah, I don't have to. I you don't know have that to. Famous, I mean, I do that. But like, you know, that famous thing that like, yeah, are yeah. you a cop? You, you, you got to tell, tell me. You got to tell yeah, me you're a cop. Yeah. Like, no, no, usually I, I tell people I'm an audio engineer, which I wouldn't be lying to them then. You know? <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> Wait, so do you have to tell people you're a cop if they ask? Nah, no, there's nothing written that in the law. That is such a lie. Oh. If, you're a cop, if you're an undercover yeah. cop, you have to tell me. Right? Yeah. And it goes like it's entrapment if you don't. Yeah. Do you do undercover work? No, I don't. No, no, I, I mean, I reason being you is, you know, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of risk being undercover. I give I'm, guys that want to do that type of work, all the respect in the world. It's just not for me. Also, Jamie, you're seeing him via zoom. If you saw him in real life, he didn't have, he wouldn't have to be in, you. he could be wearing fucking pajamas and you'd be like, Hey, you're a fucking co-op. All right. <laughs> I know you're a co-op. All right. I know what yeah. co-ops look like. I could smell a co-op from a mile away and you're a co-op. True. I definitely look like a cop. Yeah. I can kind of <laughs> tell by the haircut. Yeah. Yeah. It's the haircut. Yeah. Got to keep it high and tight. You know? Do they make, is that like, is that, uh, is that like issue, like a uh, department issue? Like you have to keep it high and tight? Uh, not necessarily, but we do have grooming standards. You know, you have to be clean shaven. The, yeah. Your hair has to be, you know, acceptable, stuff like yeah. that. So it's my all- wife is a, is a hairstylist. So I get oh, it done nice. like every two weeks. Yeah. It's, hey man, mm-hmm. that's all, but that's all part of the image, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like Ric Flair had a great saying because they always he always talked about like his, his yeah oh yeah his lavish outfit <laughs> that was the great saying yeah. <laughs> Ric Flair has a great saying woo yeah but he uh, <laughs> he he always you know like lavish and like crazy outfits and super expensive and all this stuff and he would like people asking like why I would do that and his dad was a doctor right and he would say like well you know what if I showed up to his dad would say like what if I showed up to my doctor's office in slippers and a house coat you know what mm-hmm. I mean like. If you you need and if you're in an authoritative position like that, you do need to be taken seriously. And part of it is your appearance. It has yep. to be top notch. You yeah. know what I mean? Mustard. If Holy you showed shit. up like a freaking strunza, you know what I mean? People would be like, bro, do you really think I'm going to pay this parking ticket or go? Right. You know, like. No, and I, I subscribe to the same way of thinking. It's like I I try to look my best going into work because, yeah. again, I, I, I want I want to have I want to have that image. Yeah. You know, that I, I, I am working hard to be here. So I, I respect people or I would want people to show me that same respect type yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know, it sounds stupid, but that's so that's not, just the no. way that I was it's brought a, up, you know, dude, no, you're, you're especially I, in that position where it's, uh, there is a level of respect that is necessary correct. for you to communicate to each other. Correct. Sure. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? correct. A mm-hmm. little bit goes a long way from our side to your side and vice versa. Yeah. It's a great way of saying it. Yeah. Agreed. I got two more for you, then I'll leave you alone. Uh, do you get sure. free hot dogs at Wawa? <laughs> no, I get free coffee. <laughs> Just, I oh, really? Got, I already got yeah. free hot dogs. You don't get free hot dogs? No, no free hot dogs. Nope. <laughs> well, I'll I, always, I pay for I, all my food. <laughs> dude, wait. Is uh, 
that's why I always see the cops at Wawa. Oh, it's a Dude, brilliant. Genius move by yes. Wawa. No one's yes. robbing Wawa. The yeah, cops are exactly what they're thinking. It's free security for Wawa, and that's the way Hell they think yeah. of it. You know, if they got to pay like a free cup of coffee to get some, you know, some free security, then Please. boom. They make that yeah. back in an in like five the mob seconds. does the same thing. You know, we'll take care of you. I just need a sandwich every Thursday. <laughs> yeah. So usually what I do, I mean, this is just me, my personal. I know everybody's not the same, but usually what I do is, you know, that little like charity tip jar thing they yeah. have next to the yeah. register. Yeah. So I'll just I'll drop like two bucks in there or like just for the yeah. price of my coffee. You know, yeah. like if I can't yeah. pay the business, then at least I'll give it to somebody else, you know? No, hey, that's, that's the way, that's my way of thinking. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's hey, great. Yeah. You know, you don't in have my to. Wawa, do you get hot dogs too. All right. <laughs> really? Yeah. In my Wawa, I'll give you hot dogs. Pretty awesome. Cool, cool. I'll yeah. come to your Wawa. <laughs> the firemen just get free coffee. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> What's the? Uh, all right, last one. What's the most drugs you found? Good question. Um, and is and that like, Justin's I, house? Was it like dumb? <laughs> like, is it? I assume it'll be most likely pulling someone over. Was it like dumb and out in the open or like, was it like in a shoebox? Like, did you get lucky? No, like, Holy shit. It's usually most I found is usually in like a backpack. Um, Nothing like I think here. Yeah. Like well hidden. I would have to say, you know, I found probably like a backpack full of marijuana and there was, there was some heroin in there. Um, I think they had a few crack vials too um, in a backpack. Woo! But then I, I've been at marijuana grow ops before too, where it's uh, that, you walk yeah. out actually the basement of this one that I've gone into the entire basement was filled with, with plants and stuff like that. And it was the reason this guy got busted was because his ex-wife was dropping off their kids. He wasn't home. And the ex-wife went walking through the house and she's like, what's that smell? Goes walking down into the basement. And here's a giant operation down there. And she was, you know, what is it? Uh, Hell hath no fury, like a woman's oh, oh, <laughs> wow. She snitched on him. Yeah. Oh, like, I don't want my kid to see her, his father. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Right. Boom. Hello, full custody. Took yeah. care of that problem. <laughs> wow, man. Hey, damn, that sucks. How many plans? Um, oh, geez. Um, Jamie, FYI, we are blaming that all on you because you're a woman. <laughs> no <laughs> way. I would never. I would never do that. <laughs> oh, oh, you I'm say that. Snitch. You say just, that now, Jamie. You say that now. But when a guy fucks you over. <laughs> I just had this talk, actually, with my girlfriend the other night. Jamie, how long would you wait if you had a good uh, a man you were in love with and you had a good relationship? How long would you wait if he went to jail? Oh, like for him? Yeah. Uh, like a week. No, <laughs> I guess like up to two years because you can only be in county for two years. I'd like two years. Two years? When you think what that, about- you're going to state and like you probably did something bad and I don't want to. Mm. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. What about you, Jared? How long are you looking waiting? at me? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess it really depends. Yeah, probably about two years. Two. All right. Yeah. That's fair. Matt? Yeah. Uh, I mean, no time at all. You're a criminal. <laughs> and I don't have time for criminals. What, about, right. what if we have conjugatory visits? <laughs> in county? They don't do yeah. conjugatories and con- conjugal visits or whatever. And, and no, you can't visits. even you touch, visit me you can't even touch your visitor. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, they, can't, yeah. <laughs> Jamie, no from experience, huh? All right. <laughs> yeah, I called and I tried. They said no. Yeah. <laughs> I was in for a month because I smoked weed on probation. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, a bastard. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, okay, uh, guys, we are coming towards yeah. the top of time. We went way over time. Um, Come back for more cop talk. 
but no, Jared, I I think me, Justin and Jamie and I are usually on the same page with this, but bro, we would love to have you back on if you would be absolutely. Dude, this we was loved, a lot of fun. This was so much fun. I'd love to do a collab with the crew. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Get you on, get your crew on. We could have a whole collab show. You bring your crew, we'll bring our crew. Right, but like, I yeah. mean, if you brought your if you brought your crew on the show, and we could just we could uh, we could do like one of your shows on this show. I'd love that. Yeah, it'd be so much fun. Like your something. Crew. I think like, that's a great idea. Yeah, I'd love to get crew talk on here, and then we could do a working pod on yours. You know what I mean? Like, just go, you know, a little collab, man. You know what I mean? I Sounds think, good. Let's do it. Dude, I'll I'll book you after this then. You know, <laughs> nice. Sounds good. Love it. So we are coming towards the top of time, Jerry. Is there something you would like to say to your friends and family before we get out of here, or your fans, or whoever the fuck? Yeah, everybody. Just uh, I appreciate you guys sticking with me through the journey, and uh, thank and to you, Matt, and to Justin, and to Jamie. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun, and let's do it again. No, thank dude, also. thank you, man. This was awesome. You were, <laughs> dude, I knew this was going to be fun. You're a blast, bro. And I can't Thanks, wait buddy. to have you. I can't wait to have you back. I'm going to literally going to text you after this with dates for booking. The Sounds course. good. Yeah. Let's do it. No, this Book is going to be fun. Get it? Book them, Dana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's uh, coming back around. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, Jamey, anything you want to say to the Jammer Jammers before we get out of here? Thanks for sharing your story, Jared. And I'm about to go eat some crumble cookies. Love it. Let's do it. Nice. Uh, Jalen Dub, anything you want to say to the J-Dub Nation before we rowdy 5,000? I mean, again, it is always a privilege to talk to a police officer when he's not shining a flashlight in my face. Oh, it's so. great. It's the best. They're the <laughs> best. It's a, it's a real treat. Dude, when they're not when they're not arresting you, cops are just a blast, man. Yeah. They're a blast. Cops aren't so bad when they're not mad at you. So, right. That's true. You know. Hey, That's true. when you're not committing a crime... These guys are top notch. All right. They're just turns great. out. Turns out they're a real kick in the pants, huh? How about it? You know? But uh speaking of kicks in the pants, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, the amazing Jamie Iglesias, and our guest today is the one and only Jared Quartz. In case you're wait or in case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content and all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work Perspectives Podcast. You can us on Instagram at Work Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk. A working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workperspectives at gmail.com. And please like and subscribe so we keep bringing you this sweet, sweet content. Thanks for listening. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See ya. Thank you.